Welcome to the Room of Voices, a place where the conversation never ends, a place where needed talks are tabled, a place where the views are relatable. Yeah, nothing is off limits, but at the heart of it is unlimited truth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Youth Corner. Hey there, welcome to Youth Corner. And I'm your host today. My name is Anefeke Bini. But it's been a while we actually post an episode. Forgive us for that. We've been busy, sort of. Right. So welcome to today's episode. And this episode, I will be dwelling on a topic that seems to roam about the newspaper and it's still a problem for us in our country. I think it's a good problem, but particularly to Nigeria, it's a very big problem. So today we'll be talking about corruption in Nigeria. For a while I've been wanting to talk about this topic, but then I really I really didn't know how to you know pass it across, how to put my points across across. Then I remembered um an interview which was conducted by Channels TV. So in the interview, Yusuf Baba Ahmed Dati, which is the vice presidential candidate for the Nobel Party, he, sp- he spoke on the topic and you know. The way he addressed corruption in Nigeria is quite different. His approach was quite different. The way he itemized how corruption is being perpetrated in Nigeria. I mean, I've, I've not seen anybody give a better analysis than that. And that's what I'll be doing today on this episode. I will be bringing back what he said and I might explain one or two things in it. Okay. All right. So, co- corruption is a problem, we all know. But it's knowing it's a problem isn't from knowing how it occurs because if you have to if you are trying to reduce or to hold corruption you need to know the various form in which they occur and i will give you seven various forms in which they occur i think there are other forms than this one but i think this various form is one that you can easily you know tap into and recognize how it goes on in our environment so number one corruption is inflated government contracts that's a form of corruption inflated government contracts and for those of you that don't, that don't pay attention to how contract is being awarded, probably um, when government wants to, you know, incur a third party company for consultation, for road repairs, all those kind of things. Some of them, when you see that, you notice that government actually awarded contracts to their family members. Take take the gossip for example. The, the people that are in charge of the street lightning. Advertising, they are ultimately family members. So, see, you see, that's an, that's an example. And another thing that they're doing is inflation of contractors. The I'll give you one for rule because this this was the one I personally took my time to you know to to get. So, for example, road. If you notice something in Nigeria, whenever except for bridges, except for bridges, normal roads, street roads, federal roads, highways. Once they construct those roads, and it, it give it a year, it starts to wear out. And it's not as if the engineers, you know, the engineers did exactly what they were told to do, or did exactly the materials that they, that were given to them. Now, there's no way as a client, I contract you to do a job for me. In a year time, the road is bad already, and I'm not suing you. It you you get. If truly the government 
the government and the contractor actually entered this contract in good faith that would is meant to last longer than a year i mean it's some of them don't take up to a year before they become very bad and then you ask yourself how when did they do this road now i'll tell you why you do that now, when you when you make roads um substandard they will quickly spoil they quickly get eroded now when you get eroded you have to create budgets for repairs of road which they do year in year out every state do that year in year out road maintenance and repairs there's always a budget for it because why the roads are always spoiling but if that they do the road once and for all very good probably the road should last for five six years without spoiling and then for four five six years there'll not be any budget for road maintenance and repairs because why the roads are all in good condition but you need to create a problem then you create a solution then you gain from it there was never a problem they used their hand in creating the problem by going to a contract in bad faith bringing solution by making a budget for road maintenance repairs and they all eat from the cake because they'll still contract the same people back to come and repair the road and maintain it so you see how government contracts is just there's a lot of corruption in it and the funny thing is so that would maintenance and repair allocation this to do they don't use the year in year out probably for the first two years they will just put into their private coffers then the third and fourth year i mean we are getting close to election period back then they bring it out and you know they actually re repair some roads some not all repair some roads like the roads that you put that are more needful right to the citizens they repair those ones and they get the money back to the same contractors i mean the contractors also eat their cake the government eat their cake and man they keep deceiving us so that's one of the way um, corruption is perpetrated in nigeria another is unremitted revenue I've said this before, and I've said it, and I will keep saying this. Governmental agencies that don't meet their quota for remittance, they should just shut them down. They should shut them down, or they should remove whosoever is heading it. But I don't understand how the governmental agency, especially the one for the one I meant to remit revenue, that is revenue generating agencies. I don't understand why you be revenue generating agencies, and you are not meeting the amount of the expected revenue to be generated. I mean, and they see someone heading the same person keep heading it. And it doesn't make sense. That means those agents are actually running at a loss. I'm not going to start calling agencies one by one, but we know quite well some agencies that are some of some of you don't even know some of them where it is, and that because they are not even doing anything to start with. But still, they are still eating part of the citizens' money because they to, the money that we used to pay them, and money that, that we get from probably our oil exports, agriculture or taxes that we can use in doing other things then we, we point into these agencies and you know they go down the drain another agency that is that is that is worth talking about in this case is jam the joint admission joint admission and notification board okay because this agency they're not a, a revenue generating agency but they keep remitting money to the federal government plus in one in 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 plain sight it's a good thing in plain sight it's a good thing i mean it's it's a good thing but on the other end you know you're, you're not a revenue generating agency why are you remitting back that's that's not what you're meant to do right that's not what they're meant to do. it sounds good but i think that's not what you're meant to do now what this agency jam can do is 
you revenue you generated use it for you for your for the next um year use it and use the money and pad and soften your budget for the next instead of collecting money from federal government to run next year operation use that money run next year operation if you use that money run next year operation it's, it's very possible for you to make jam free for every for everyone now to apply for everyone now to get jam from or if you don't make it free you can cut down the price by 50 percent and make it easy and to make jam from a bit more accessible to everyone and then you can use the many money to give scholarships for like top 10 performing jam candidates or top 50 performing candidates you get or top 100 or you can just pay tuition only for top 100 you give them tuition only scholarship top 100 to any school that they are going to i think that would be okay i think that would be nice that's a good way to spend the money because when you send the money back to the federal government only federal government knows what they need the money to do because in the next education budget that they will do, i am very sure they will put a location for jam back and they're not using that money remitted by jam to, to run jam the following year i'm quite certain because i it's not it's not so hard to know the way our politicians think they are not leaders none of them have they have given us the field of leadership they are all politicians so we address them as such so that's a good way to handle this jam remittance let jam use the money to run the next year period make make sure that the jam form itself is a bit cheaper provide scholarship scheme for probably top 100 performance um, candidates i mean and you can use another you can create another scholarship for um probably to you know encourage students to go for courses like education and you know some other courses that you think are actually needed in nigeria economy but you know that students are not going to courses beyond engineering medicine and law that students are example agricultural and education so you pour money into it that's 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 one thing jam can do that's one thing jam can do. at least now we know where the money is actually going to because the money is going back to the federal government to me i don't think that money exists anymore Right, on to the next point. Another way to use corruption is active in Nigeria is extortion. From the 15 are collected by thugs on the road to the 15 are collected by police by, through the mighty handshake and other arms of government. That is when you go to probably the uh, office of ministries, um, local government offices, education offices, and you, you are using money to fast track whatever you are doing there or you know, move with the sp- speed of light there. That's also corruption. And you might you might want to correct me that thugs are not part of governmental uh, arms of government, but I would like to tell you, thugs are part of, very very much part of Nigerian system of government. They are, they are very instrumental to them. Other than during the election period, they also use them to send statements. So I believe for those of us that were in, that we lived and resided in Lagos, we know how these thugs and government go hand in hand. I won't dwell too much on that. If I did I did the previous episode. My last slice of patriotism, where I talked about how thugs and police are probably the same set of people that just that one has a uniform and the other doesn't have a uniform. So you can just go go to that episode and just listen to it for more perspective. Right, the next point is conversion of public property into private property. This is a big level of corruption, which we should ask an alumni for this corrupt practice or. One of, one of the legends in this area of corruption is um, Atiku Abubakar. Uh, he's actually running for um, the, the presidential seat under the PDP party. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I'll name it like this. Go, go. Someone that sits on the board of the Kanu Generators, 
this is the produce generator also sit on the board of an electricity distribution company imagine he was the under the administration of Oba Central, he was the vice president and was it was actually the one that handled all the prioritization of most um, government properties he wasn't handling most of them and for just in case you don't know you can sell a, a, a government or rather an officer in government office can sell a governmental property to a private entity where he will put a dummy in the private entity so to the public he's selling to another person but behind the scenes he's actually just selling it back to himself so once he lived there he once he lived there he will go back and claim ownership of whatever thing he sold to that dummy but you can just go through we can go through the part of Africa back you know Mikano and the prioritization of the of Nepa and you get the whole picture you can connect the dots together by yourself and get the whole picture I'm not going to do that because I'm trying to to manage my time next on we have misuse of security vote the way you've had you had it before similar you have it now and it's self-explanatory misuse of security vote is self-explanatory so I'm going to the next okay next point we have wastefulness criminal wastefulness which include the undue use of private jets and other instrument of government now when let me take you back in time a little bit i think when peter b came on the scene when he moved to labor party and came on the scene and he started attending conferences started speaking in public places public forums one of the points he made very clear is if you can cut down um the amount, the, um, the amount spent in governance. If you can cut it down, you have money to create, to actually, to make serious changes in your country. Governance in Nigeria is quite expensive, ex more expensive than it, than it ought to be. Nigerian, sorry about that. Our political officers, <laughs> how am I addressing them? Anyways, our politicians, but in in offices, they collect, they earn no money. Even some earn more money than the president of Germany. If the amount they earn is outrageous, and then Bwari, Boo Boo, I don't know who he wanted to con. I, I just don't understand who he wanted to con with that indigestions. He went ahead, came to the public and said he has reduced his salary. And people were clapping. A man reduced his salary, then increases his traveling expenses, his health expenses, wardrobe um, expenses, everything. I don't, I, I, I don't understand. If you do, it's just better off that you don't do anything at all. But quite quite frankly, the, the cost of governance in Nigeria is way too expensive. Way too expensive. You see that undue unnecessary that unnecessary traveling that uh um, people in, in position of power and office are doing, that unnecessary expenses, you need to stop it. All those and if and they should actually make it they see our center doesn't make it well. If you're a public office holder and you want to treat yourself with the state funds or the government funds do it in the country don't take that money out of Nigeria because I don't understand why you use Nigerian money and go to UK and spend it on your health use that money and spend carry that money and still spend inside this in Nigeria the money you still be inside this in Nigeria that's only reason that Australian economy for spend that money back inside Nigeria spend it here if you say there are no there are no hospitals that can handle such health cases create those hospitals bring the facilities to those hospitals to hospitals to hospitals in Nigeria so you have to do it. That rubbish that people jetting out can fix yourself up. You need to stop. You're a government officer. Yeah. You are not good. If you want to do any master degree, 
PhD course that you run to Harvard and go and do, you come, come to our lab, come to our UNBN, come to our UNBN, come and do that course. Do this in Nigeria. If you don't, if you, if you don't do this in Nigeria, wait till your time finish, then use your own private money and go and be doing it. So it's the same thing for your health. Vacation too, you do things in Nigeria. And please, why are we giving retired um, governors three-bedroom houses, acres of land, this and this, that and that, Lagos State government, I don't know for that state too, but I know the one Lagos State is doing. That, that rubbish. I know they're doing that rubbish. All of us know they're doing that rubbish. That they're paying ex-governor pension. I don't understand. You see, the cost of governance is outrageous. The, no matter what want, no matter want to soft it, it's just way too much. It is way too much. If you can cut cost of governance seriously, we are, we are going to have enough money to pump it to other sectors. And yeah, Peter B was right. That is one of the problems we have in Nigeria. And that is just another, that's a, that's a form of corruption. That's a very glaring form of corruption that we've ignored for so long. Uh, not, not again. We'll not ignore such thing again. Please, when people are voting, people should also be very mindful of the senators they are putting into, into that um, chamber. Because those people too, they have, they have serious power to turn the country upside down. Please put better people inside that place. It's not just only the government, the president will be, will be looking to change. Change the senators too. Okay. Remember, there was um, around... Give or take August, right? The federal government said they used millions of naira. It was it billions, a big million. I think it was billions because Nigeria, Nigerian government had this team billions. It's mostly billions. Well, let's just go for millions. About the millions was actually equal to billions. They used it in cutting grass in a particular state in the north. Then some guys went to that place. They said they went to go and cut grass and build and build their grass is there. Firstly, how do you want to use millions? millions to billions of never to be cutting grass how how people that used to cut grass even though you want to use the you want to contract with cut grass either by manual labor or using machines there's no how you want to spend millions to billions oh yeah let's say you yeah to you spend that you use the money let's say to you use the money why is the grass still there unnecessary wastefulness criminal wastefulness Creating things to waste money on. Recently, they did one, but forgotten. I forgotten what they did. I knew recently while I was watching the news that government just did one rubbish scheme, and I knew that they just created that thing to waste money on top of it. Any of any they can see to waste money, they will take it gladly with their two hands and hug it tight on their chest. So the last point I'll be giving is undue influence paddling. Man knows man. This is why. You go for an interview in Nigeria. I mean, you are, you are the most qualified candidate here, and somebody will just walk in and say, This person sent me, bam, you got the job. This is both in the um, private sector and the, gov- and the government side. I mean, this is just, this one is particular to all Nigerians on undue influence peddling. The influence peddling is too much. The man to man is just way too much. So, I understand that if you don't know anybody, you cannot go to certain places. Why would I know somebody to go to high places? Can't I be doing merit? It's sad though. It's this is all Nigerians. You really need to change from this character. I know sometimes right, you use Manuma to get ahead of the queue to beat the line, all of that. I understand, but there are sometimes that you just know this is this is really unnecessary. Follow due process. You, you are humans. I know you want you want to use your relationship to you know gain an advantage, but there are some instances that you know that it ought not to be so. E.g., when it comes to things like job, you can use. You can use your influence to get the job interview, not getting the job itself. 
when you use your influence to get the job interview, I understand. But don't be using your influence. Don't be using your man no to be getting the actual job interview. Probably quali- more qualified people. If you use your your inf- your the person you know your influence to get the interview, you have to and you then prove yourself worthy that you are you are you are better than the other candidates that came for the job. That's justifiable. It makes sense to me. But not don't use it to be getting the job and don't use it to be getting the contract. This this influence peddling uh, is just way too much. I just want to speculate to both private sector, government, you know, average citizens, everybody, all of us were in this one together. All of us were in, were beating in this pool of corruption together. This particular example, all of us being inside that. So, like I said, one of the very, one of the simple ways to change government is if the citizens can change because you see, out of the citizens, you elect someone out of the citizen to go and represent us in those government offices. So, if the citizens can work on themselves, I mean, we have a shot in changing the government. That's just another way in changing the government. It's not just only by election only. You Nigerians need to change. Sometimes people to show they are very weak people. People to self need to change. So, yeah. That's that's the seven points we serve that by my daddy gave on this interview on Channel TV. Yeah. And if you have any other point, maybe think another way you think corruption is being warned in Nigeria, please just send the DM to Youth Corner, Youth Underscore corner one on instagram or youth underscore youth underscore corner one on twitter right and you i would you'll be able to reply this video if you're watching on as a video sorry if not i'm not doing video podcast yet <laughs> i do wish you yeah you need to reply this audio if you're listening on spotify you see please you can you know share your thoughts with me right thank you for listening this far and it's been a pleasure speaking with you guys so i'll see you guys in the next episode for now take good care of yourself and go get your pvc thank you thank you for listening to the podcast do leave a follow and subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell another friend to give the podcast a listen till next time guys drink cold water mind your business and make sure you get your pvc thank you